Hey, Hop listeners, before we start the show, we've talked about them before, and we're going to do it again. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at FNX Fitness. Look, I love FNX Fitness. Gabe loves FNX Fitness. You will love them, too. It's your one-stop online shop for all the supplements you need to get the most out of your workout. You can go to FNXFit.com. You can grab yourself multivitamins, super greens. They have gear. They have water bottle. I just got a new shaker bottle from FNX Fitness. They got pre-workout, which I'm really loving. They got the protein which you know I love. Look, we drink beer all the time and we also take health very seriously. Got to stay in shape. Got to counteract that beer drinking. FNX is the place to help you do it. I've had a lot of protein powders in my day. I've said it before. FNX tastes great. It is the best protein powder I've ever had, hands down. I swear by it. I will not drink another one. Head over to fnxfit.com and get 15% off your purchase using our exclusive promo code. You enter HOPOD15 at checkout. That is H-O-P-O-D-1-5 at checkout. You will save 15%. You will get a great deal. You will be a healthy person, and that's good for everybody. Work off the beer. Get healthy. Let's grab a drink. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, yes. Bob. Welcome into another episode of the Hop the Craft Beer Podcast. Woo. My name is Stephen Humes here with Gabriel Apria here what to up? have some brewskis. How are we doing, everybody? Thanks for joining us. Round 78. Holy crap. They keep getting higher and they keep will getting higher. Uh, we are very excited for this one. We are, for the first time ever, we're heading to Philly, the city of brotherly love and all the love in it and we've got a dope brewery that you may not have heard about before um it's a little exclusive and we're very excited to be drinking we are drinking mac brewing <laughs> yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be a little bit of a different episode uh we have a brewery here that is very much in the startup phase i mean yeah. they are in the the crowdfunding phase they are raising money they do not have a tap room they have very few beers. They are a budding business, and we were able to procure some of their beer thanks to some uh, some Instagram work, and uh, we'll get into all that. And so we're we're really excited to be to be drinking this. I mean, I, we'll get into it. I, I'm just so excited about it, and it's a brewery. I I I'm so excited that we found them. Yes, yes. It was a little bit of. Uh little bit of sly work to find them and to get them but we we did it we got them on on the show and we're very excited to have them uh shout out to uh dave the owner and operator we will introduce him moving forward and uh we've only got one beer but we don't have only one of them (gasps) yeah yeah so this is definitely a different episode i think it's the first episode of the hop in hop history that we've ever had only one beer from a place but like we said they don't have a lot of skews at the moment so it's kind of perfect and we thought about yeah. doing them along with another brewery but no. we didn't want to we just didn't want to we wanted to do mac brewing and give them the full hop treatment so give them um, their I, due. they they i feel like you know 
I feel like I should address what's behind me. I was going to ask. I was going <laughs> to say, hey, Steven, you want to explain why there's a Wawa yeah. behind you? So if you're on YouTube uh, and you're watching the show, normally I have a picture of the brewery's taproom behind me. As we've been discussing, Mac, brewery is, Mac Brewing is, is, is young and a taproom is not a part of it yet, nor is really much contract brewing or anything else. So um, this is the Wawa outside of which we met the owner and, and scooped up some of their beer. Uh, hey, it's whatever works. <laughs> across from a university in downtown Philly. And yes, we went there. And I feel like that's really the important message here, people, is if you have beer... We will come to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We will travel. <laughs> and we did. And we had a great time doing it. So, yeah. Great trip. Lots of fun. We hit up a lot of fun breweries. We hit up Philly, Baltimore, D.C., Alexandria. Uh, you know, we, we had a great time shopping around, if you will, clowning around. And, yeah. uh, and then uh, our first, I, I think it was our first beer pickup was uh was mac and we said yep. damn it we're doing an episode and uh we got to meet the owner great guy dave and uh thank you sir we're excited to drink your mac beer outside this very wawa so listen people if you're new uh we are beer drinkers and that's our primary thing we're here to make beer entertaining fun informative inclusive all of those kinds of things we're here to take the kind of nerdy stigma out of beer if you will in our own nerdy way so we're glad you found us you can follow the show we are at the ho podcast on instagram and twitter we are on facebook we are as i mentioned on youtube as a video podcast if you want to watch the show and see all of the things that we're talking about you can find us on there just search for the hop a craft beer podcast once you found us you can subscribe to the show you can click the bell you'll get notified every week when a new episode drops you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Um, I'm just, n I'm not impressed. But you can follow the show on Apple Podcasts. It's also, it is a really good place to leave us a rate and review. If you like what you hear and you want to give feedback or you want to have something done differently, uh, that would be a good place to suggest it. We'll take it under advisement. Uh, we'll think about it. Thank you. But we do read the reviews and we appreciate it. So uh, Apple Podcasts is a place to do that. Subscribe on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And if you want to shoot an email to the show, we are thehopod at gmail.com. That's where you can make brewery suggestions, beer suggestions. Reach out to us. Yes. And send us beer if you have some. Let us know what breweries hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if there are any other breweries that are still in the startup phase i mean you guys will see from this episode just because you don't have a tap room or a building doesn't mean we're not going to feature the beer i mean if you have beer we'll feature it we got you um if it's exciting if it's you know if we are are ready to feature it, if we find it interesting what have you i mean let us know we are here for you guys should we do some beer news gabe no i don't think we should Ooh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, <laughs> Got too him. bad? Yeah, there we go. Beer news. All righty. Sierra Nevada is countersuing their former wholesaler. You know, we've seen a lot of breweries uh, fight with their wholesalers, their distributors. So um, 
a lot of hate going on in the beer world. <laughs> it's just a lot just of a lot tension. Of like, guys, what, relax. What are we doing here? I always side with the brewery. Yeah, fuck those wholesalers. It's Sierra Nevada's probably right. Um, several former staff members from Wormtown Brewing are exploring legal options after we've discussed the issues of uh, sexual misconduct and harassment at the brewery. They're exploring what their options are. You know, they've they've expressed a whole number of complaints that we've detailed in the past few weeks. You can go back and listen to our previous episodes for details. Things like being paid less than white male staff, uh, enduring racist uh, comments, sexist comments, um, just inappropriate behavior from uh, from higher ups and different things like that. So they're exploring legal options at the moment. We did also mention all of Wormtown's senior staff had to step down over that. BrewDog is at risk of losing its status as a certified B corporation. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But again, you know, this was last week. Now we detailed all the issues that BrewDog is dealing with in terms of harassment, sexual harassment, workplace harassment, toxic work environment, etc. And so now they're under investigation by the organization that certifies B corporations. So we'll see what happens there. It's a lot going on. There's definitely a lot, of, a lot going on. It's a yeah. lot of heartache. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of awkward and germy energy. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that yeah. we wish we didn't have to talk about, and yet at the same time, we feel it's so important to keep on top of. Um, and along those lines, we're also seeing retailers begin to respond to all of this by saying that they will no longer carry beers from breweries associated with this kind of misconduct and accused yeah, and, of misconduct. and this is huge. This is yeah. like, this yeah, is so when the, the positive steps we're starting to see, but we need more of. Shout out to Alewife Bottle Shop and Tasting Room, which is in Jacksonville, Florida. Their owner, Kelly Pickard, is uh, one person specifically who was interviewed in, I believe, Brewbound, saying that, you know, they're they're not going to, it's just not, it's not, they can't carry beers that don't align with, you know, brewed in places that just don't align with their own values as a business. So right. it's an admirable step. Um, it's a tricky step. I mean, it it gets tough when you go, you know, you go, okay, Warmtown Brewing in Florida, fine. But you start to talk about, like, modern times, and you're like, all right, that's a big brewery. Like, yeah. It's tough. That's a big, tough decision for for a business to make. So, uh, and not an easy one, but an important one. So, yeah, change is needed in the beer world. Change is needed, and uh, you know, we we love all the breweries, but you know, if you're gonna act like an idiot, you know, we're not gonna want to drink your beer. And I I um, commend those who say, you know what, we're not gonna sell this. We're this this isn't what we want to the message we want to give off, you know, uh, we always say it, beer brings people together. And if something like this is going to stop that, then what's the point? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's talk about some good news. Um, some things that we can really get <laughs> let's behind. Let's talk about some money. Money, $300,000 <laughs> worth of money to be specific. A New York state grant is allowing Cornell university to help New York breweries develop new hops. Now, I went to school in Ithaca, New York. I did not go to Cornell University. There's only two universities there. You can you do the math on that. I went yeah. to the other one. But Cornell has a giant agriculture, horticulture program, all that kind of stuff. And the program at Cornell's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences is hoping to develop new varieties of hops and help 
state's growers overcome any challenges they face in the growing process. So they got this grant. They're able to um, start this this program and and see what comes of it. it. But it's like there are like new varieties of plants, of fruits, of yeah. pro- produce, of apples, you know, being grown in Cornell all the time that, because they have the resources to do it. So it's a great place for it. There are currently uh, nearly... 500 craft breweries in New York state and qualifications for a brewery to receive a state license does require that at least 60% of the hops and all other ingredients must be grown in New York. Now breweries, I don't see a lot of breweries that grow their own hops. It's tricky to do. I mean, I can think of a few, one of the breweries we went to in Philadelphia had hops growing Philadelphia on, on the vine company. There. Yes. Uh, and Two Roads in Connecticut does it, but a yep. lot of breweries, you know, just don't have the resources for that. They get their hops shipped in typically from the Pacific Northwest, oftentimes in pellet form. But it's great to see that New York has this requirement because New York drinkers and, you know, drinkers that listen to our show in any state really want to drink local. And and part of drinking local is, is having the ingredients be local, right. you know, so... It's cool. It's interesting. We don't have a whole lot of details on it. It's very new, but uh, it's exciting, and I think Cornell's a great place to do it. So maybe some fun new hops come into those um, those Northeast IPAs, as they call them in New York. Listen, if you want to go visit your alma mater, uh, we can go <laughs> and stop by and get some new hops, and you know we can just like grab them from the garden, and I don't know what we do with them, but we're taking these. <laughs> I, we need mementos. I'm taking these. Um, uh, moving right along in the news and notes, we've got awards. And not the awards, awards you think. Yay, awards. Congrats to the awards people for to doing all awards. of the awards. Uh, we are going to talk about the 2021 Craft Beer Marketing Awards. Now, this is an organization. It started in 2020. It was featuring over 30 categories celebrating the very best of beer marketing and design. Now, I feel a special connection to this because I talk about the artwork every episode. So this is right up, but this is right up this both is of our alleys. This your is your wheelhouse. Um, yeah, so it's all about breweries, the artists that make the labels and the art design, designers, branders, and marketers are envi- invited to enter their top work. Um, the... This year, the 2021 awards expanded to the entire globe rather than just kind of, you know, local-ish. Um, they're now also accepting uh, entries from across the world of world craft beer, including Spike Seltzer, Mead, and Cider. So there's a lot more to it. Um, but yeah, you can go online to craftbeermarketingawards.com. Good job getting that URL, guys. It would have been really awkward if you had something else <laughs> so good job um it's presented by hillebrand forwarding passion but it's really cool you get to see all the lists there's a lot of categories best bottle design uh best can design best packaging design best tap handle best logo they have all stuff like this um it's really cool but i did want to give one quick shout out because if you've been listening and you know who i am you'll know this one's great Best packaging design slash bottle goes to 88 Design Group Free State Brewing Company for their Alley-Oop Dunkel Lager. And it's literally, it says Free State Beer and it's got a basketball slamming down on a court. 
And that's just Gabe yeah, Apria in a nutshell. The NBA playoffs are currently happening. I mean, this is a beer I want to drink while watching all of the games. Bang! Exclamation point! You can't listened, not play. I listened to Mike today um, broadcast a game, and every time I heard him say bang, I was like, podcast? What? We're, here, we're in the hop? We're in the um, hop. What I've learned from looking at this list is that you and I need to get our asses to Minnesota because there <laughs> Minnesota. is there's a brewery there called Lupulin Brewing Company that I've never heard of, but I've heard of them now because their cans are ridiculous. They've got I'm looking at one their West Coast Bias, which is um, it says West Coast Bias. It's got like a like a green like uh, old style car like at a, with but it's like coming down Sunset Boulevard with like palm trees and the West Coast Biases and like giant like neon letters and then they Which have category one, are you looking at that's a uh, best can 16 to 20 ounce best can design 16 to 20 ounce oh wow look at these if you go to best packaging design for can they have one called the polar nadins paradis and i don't know what kind of beer it is all i know is i see a hop and it's like the northern lights and it's psychedelic as Ooh. fuck and it's See? That would have gotten See? a 15 out of 10 if it was on the hop. Let me tell you right See now, what that I looks mean? sexy. Oh, uh, I love this. This is so dope, though, because, like, first of all, I wish we had known about this sooner because, like, we watch the Oscars, the Golden Globes. Like, we do all the award shows. We would have had a night of this if this was broadcasted <laughs> in some way. I don't know if it was, like, televised or what have you. It was you, on but Facebook Live, but we could have we done it. We could have been there. I um, roll. But whatever works yeah we should have done this because this would have been absolutely incredible if you want to see some of the designs some of if you want to look around for yourself see some of the things that we're talking about oh my god there's another one from lupulin the fashion mullet just a dude and it says fashion mullet and glasses same category if you want to see some of this you can check out craftbeermarketingawards.com as gabe said click on the 2021 winners gallery and have yourself a visual feast of experience it's cool because like everyone that wins it's they call them crushies so like best bottle design the americas won platinum crushies and the gold crushies went to uh oh they're here flying dog for the dead rise old bay goza oh yeah that's the one that that yeah the bay seasoning i have one of those and i'm excited to drink it i'm a little nervous but that's where we're at but yeah it almost made its way to this week in gross but you know Ooh, I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. But it didn't. We'll find out. We'll see. All right. Well, I propose a toast here as we dive in to the Philly, Philly Mac Brewing. So I was like, Philly, Philadelphia. When you think of Philly and you think of sports specifically, Steak what comes to you? Sports. Um... <laughs> Well, I Come mean, on. I think Come I, on. I think I immediately think of the Phillies just because it's in the title. Yeah, but like, I'm talking about the Philly fanatic. That's where I started. Oh, the mascot guy. Yes, that dude obviously is crazy. Yeah, he's so, cool. Okay, okay. That led me down it, just a Philly sports uh, rabbit hole, and I don't know if the people over at Mac Brewing like sports, but whatever. This is a toast to Philadelphia, and it comes to us from Harry Callis, who wrote this poem. Harry Callis, if you don't know who he is, he was an American sports caster, and he was the play-by-play man for the Phillies for almost 40 years. He passed away in 2009 in a broadcasting booth. So, 
that's another story. But Bruh. but he this he wrote this poem as an ode to Philly. This is to the Philadelphia fan to laud your passion as best I can. Your loyalty is unsurpassed. Be the fightins in first or last. We come to the park each day looking forward to another fray because we know you'll be there. We know you really care. You give the opposing pitcher fits because, as one loyalist shouts, everybody hits. To be sure, in Philly, there might be some booze because you passionate fans, like the manager, hate to lose. Your reaction to the action on the field that you impart spurs us as broadcasters to call the game with enthusiasm and heart. We feel your passion through and through. Philadelphia fans, I love you. Harry Callis, iconic sportscaster for the Philadelphia iconic, Phillies. Yeah. Wow, that was that was very moving. I that with the music, it was just very like Frank Sinatra esque. It just like had me going. Like now, it's like, oh wow, that's a little, um, little loose on the poetic meter, I would say, Harry. But uh, you know, he wasn't a poet, and <laughs> <laughs> you know. We're all artists, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it was a little tricky to read, but, you know, it got the point across. I don't yeah. know if Mac Brewing likes sports, but uh, there you go. We're in Philly. Let's do it. we got one beer we got one beer now we'll talk about we always talk about like other beers later according to untapped they have other beers i don't know i think their ideas i don't know they're working on other other beers and they're in the experimentation phase i mean um the main guy is legit this is their flagship and this is this is the mac daddy steven yeah, let me let me tell you something. This is the Mac IPA. Standard, fine. You know, Boom. when I if I if I were to tell you, oh, we got a brewery, we got their flagship beer, the first thing I would think of is probably probably an IPA, right? This bad Larry is a 10% typa. This is a triple IPA. That's insane. Uh, nobody in my life has ever handed me a six pack of a triple IPA without even, there's no even like, this in these is how, sized cans, <laughs> there's no like, it doesn't say triple. It just says IPA. You just, I mean, you're in a restaurant. Yeah. Give me the IPA. And then you are on the floor. <laughs> she so. handed this to us and we were like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, we knew you had the one beer. Like, this is great. You know, he went his way. We went our way. I looked at the thing and I was like. Steven, these are 10%. <laughs> and you were like, what? So, so yeah. This is yeah. Um, this is fascinating and I cannot wait to drink it because it's just it's not that it's not that 10% IPAs are mind-blowing to me in and of themselves. It's that like I said, breweries don't start there. Yeah. That's Exactly. That's like jumping in at the deep end for the first time you've ever been in the pool. That's that's it's, That's impressive. It's it's very crazy, but it's very bold. But it's, I you know, I've heard great things. I'm excited to drink it. Let's get Me into it. Two. So, 
For what it's worth, it hasn't been around very long, but Untapped has it at 4.0. We don't have the IBU information or the beer advocate information, but as we said, it's 10% ABV on the SRM chart. So in the glass, actually, we need to start with the head retention because the head on this was like half the glass. I mean, it was a sweet, like, (laughs) it was a sweet, like, like genuinely inch and a half of oh, yeah. just like this intense foam and it's still there it's lingering it's sticking like it's like like we always just, say fluffy and pillowy this was an actual pillow it looked like a ice cream float like i'm oh, not yeah. even exaggerating that i saw somebody's picture of it before we ever drank it and i was like that's a crazy head like i don't know how you accomplish that that's not a beer yeah we know and, how to pour and it's just that's just the way it and is and then it happened to me um, it's uh, but it looks brown on camera, but it's more dark orangey, almost red. Amber, yeah. Amber. I mean, on the SRM chart, I would probably put it around like a thirteen, fourteen. It's definitely on the darker side of amber. It's clear cool. though. It's not a hazy New England really. Oh, it's mine, got some cloudiness. Yeah, mine's cloudy. I can't. I have a classic pint glass. Steven's got a what do you call a snifter? I got a, a like a tulip or a snifter, tulip, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, mine's, not, mine's a little more cloudy, but um, yeah, I, not hazy. It's not a hazy IPA. I mean, there's some cloudiness to it for sure, but it does look like it was filtered. It doesn't look unfiltered. It doesn't look like a juicy New England. That's I how haven't I'm, even taken a sip yet, and there's already like so much lacing. It's just it's so, so sticky. And like, look at how half empty my glass is. That's because most of this was was foam. foam. Yeah, that's how mine so, was. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, from the owner, this is just how he how uh, Dave described it. Dave, who handed us to this us these beers himself. Thank you, Dave. He said, the IPA came about because I wanted something good to drink when smoking cigars that would pair well and keep me from spitting. I used Columbia, Citra, Mosaic, and Zithos hops. I want people to have fun, listen to some dope music, light up whatever you smoke, chill and kick it with your friends, enjoy the complexity of the IPA while trying to simplify the complexities of life. Can we, like, go hang out with this guy? I would. Dave. I would kill to Dave, we can come to. back. Like, I don't know. We'll come you, back. you seemed busy that day. That's fine. You do you, but like. But see, but see, Dave also sent us. So we I, we have some space. We're only doing one beer. I feel like we could talk about the tour a little bit. So Yeah, absolutely. We went, so specifically the Philly leg. I mean, we were passing through Philly. We stopped in there on our way to Baltimore. If you've been to our, our social media at all, you would have seen we were in Baltimore in the D.C. area this uh, last week. And. We stopped through Philly and we we were like, we found one brewery. We were like, let's grab a beer here. Okay, let's pick up these beers from Dave and move on. And we were going to leave. And he was like, listen, you don't want to go to Baltimore right now. (laughs) Head over to Love City Brewing, which, I mean, spoiler alert, but coming to the the hop in the near future, Love City Brewing. He was not wrong at all. We had, we got, we got stickers. We had beers. I got to have yet another Black is beautiful variation. This oh. one aged in a bourbon barrel. It was so good, and it was ten percent. It was <laughs> by so Love good. City in collaboration. I think that was with two brothers, maybe, or it was two locals. Two locals, and and Harris family also did a, a collab. Yeah. It was so good, and it was such a dope brewery. And yeah. we only went there because Dave told us to. So yeah. Dave, 
We'll meet you at Love City, buddy. Let's let's grab a beer. Maybe we'll or plan it. Three or, or four. Yeah. The space was dope. We got some great beers. They'll definitely be on a future episode. Take um, us a few hours to get there, but we'll meet you there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. And then, you know, he had nothing but nice things to say about it. And he seems just like the greatest guy in the world. And uh, yeah, I want to hang out with this guy and grab a beer with him, grab this beer with him and talk about this. First, we're going to drink it on our show right now. Uh, and Damn straight. Here we go. On the nose, I'm I'm immediately surprised by how malty that is for an IPA. It's sweet. It's fruity. It's it's sweet and it's got malt. a lot of malt. It's like yeah. It's like a cinnamon bun, kind of. Yeah. Like not cinnamon bun specifically, but like you know how when you just get all that f- sweet flavor. Like I feel like. This is definitely something that you baked in the... It's a dessert that you baked in the oven. Like, that's mm-hmm. the vibe I'm getting. But it's yeah, very the, malty. It's It's got a, a toasty breadiness that I would expect off, like, an amber ale. But then behind it, earthy and pungent hops. Lots of citrus coming off this. Definitely getting... Getting honey. some grapefruit getting some yeah i mean i'm the honey the the sweet honey bread caramel like toffee almost thing yeah is there and then the hop thing i think is um molasses another one just the like, hops are spicy they're uh orange there's some grapefruit there's some there's some earthy like spices like i don't i don't know which spices to pick out maybe like nutmeg or um yeah, I would say nutmeg, uh, maybe even a little coriander, just like a hint of it. But it's yeah, it's maybe de- a little ginger. Like there's a lot of there's a, there's lot, a lot of spiciness. Going on. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, maybe he only needs one beer. Like, hey, this yeah. is a knockout. Though we get, you know, I mean, we haven't drinking it yet, but yeah, I. It's like barley wine esque. That's what it is. It is like barley wine esque. One hundred percent. It's it's. It's boozy like a barley wine. It's got a sweet, malty thing going on in the front, and it's got a lot of hops behind it. And there's a definite booziness on the nose, too. I mean, if you smell it long enough, you smell the booze, and it's like, in a pleasant way. Barley wine is like up there for one of my top, all-time favorite styles. Not enough people make one. Yeah. I will order a barley wine everywhere I go every time. I It's my favorite. And so this reminds me of that. Very much. That's a good comp. Well, Philly, let's see how you do. Cheers. Cheers. The sweetness of this is blowing me mind. Um, It's got so much honey, molasses, like you said, breadiness to it. That is the backbone but it's it's on the first couple sips it's in the foreground and then the bitter is in the back end and there's a florality to it there's a nice juiciness to it but it's not a juicy IPA it's definitely if i had to pick one it's a west coaster um between the two because there's a lot of of resin which i think you know plays into the sweetness too there's a lot of pine there's a lot of earthiness again like i said if you blindfolded me and handed this to me i would tell you i was drinking a barley wine probably um or an imperial red ale because it's 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 that sweet and it's like in a way that that most ipas aren't and i kind of love that very much 
there's a party happening inside of me. It is <laughs> mind blowing. As you said that, I mean, that's kind of the perfect description. It's mind blowing. It's mm-hmm. sweet, but it's, it's hoppy and it, it has the slight delicate nibble, not even a bite. It's just a nibble and it's got like all these complexing flavors. There's just so much going on. I don't know if I'm able to say like citrus, orange, lemon. Like I can't really say that just because there's a lot going on. But sweet bread, the 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 aftertaste, the bitter back end is wonderful. It's so delicious and thirst quenching, but at the same time makes you want more. This is, I'm not going to say dangerous. I'm going to say highly deadly because this is 10% and you don't really taste the booze. You don't. I mean, what you you get is. You smell it, but you you don't taste it. it. Yeah, you do not. It's an easy drinker and that's scary because it's a 10% beer and it just calls itself an IPA. It doesn't say triple. It doesn't say double. It doesn't say barley wine. It doesn't say imperial. It says IPA and it's look like this is where they started. I don't know if you even can like I don't like legally. I don't know if you can call this an IPA. The beer judge certification guidelines. You cannot submit this as an IPA because it's ten percent. It's too yeah. much ABV. But if they're going to sell it this way, um, I consumers just, will are be, will be in for a nice uh, delight and surprise. That's what or, I'm saying. Like I just think of like all the people that don't look at the ABV and they just go, "Oh, IPA. I like IPAs." And exactly. then like they're chugging it, and halfway through whatever they're doing, they're like, "Why?" Like, what's going on? And then they look and they're like, oh, God, I've had four of these. That's the funny part to me. That's We could play a prank on someone. (laughs) What's the ABV? Um, I don't know. You know, it's an IPA. How how high could it be? Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, the mouthfeel is, the carbonation is, I would say, on the lighter side of moderate i mean it's it's a moderate carbonation um it's sweet it's sticky i wouldn't call i would yeah definitely sticky it's piney it's bitter it's got got a good bite to it but alcohol wise as we've been saying it's really masked it's definitely not juicy or anything like that um but it's it's (sighs) caramel toffee uh you know um, what are those candies? I, I can't even. Bring, it's it's just blowing my mind. I can't. I don't even, know. I can't think of candies. Like <laughs> it's it's candy like. Yeah, it's it's scary light, and on the back end, it leaves your mouth with a little bit of lingering hop bite. Um, and it leaves your mouth a little dry. Just it's just so sticky. But like the aftertaste is like I feel like I just drank a red ale. That's what's funny, and yeah. that's why it's like almost barley wine esque to me. Yeah, but I, I can looking very closely. I can see the bubbles rising from the bottom of the glass to the top. Oh yeah, and look at the lacing. If you're on YouTube, just oh. take a look. I mean, it's like it's it's crazy. Looks like, and looks like glue. Yeah, um, <laughs> but damn, this beer is good. I I absolutely think that for a flagship IPA, like, look, they were like, you know what? Let's we're just go there. for it, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
You know what's funny is I just poured more of it, and there's a whole lot of sediment in this. So yeah, when I said earlier it looks filtered, um, maybe not. That's uh, that's on me. It yeah, was I don't a know if I got settled. sediment, but like at the very bottom, it was just like there was more. It was darker beer, and I was like, oh, it's changing the color. Oh yeah, it might be. It's it's sediment, which which we've said before, but I feel like it bears repeating. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Perfectly fine. Nothing Perfectly wrong fine. with it. Makes it very good. I think we should talk about Mac Brewing Co. Uh, as we mentioned, you know, no tap room, no building, but that doesn't mean they don't have good beer. Case and point. Hashtag Mac has more fun is their official slogan. Um, started by Dave Philly Mac, as he's known. He's been brewing beer since he was 24 years old. He was always interested in the brewing game and really wanted to showcase his talent. I think he did a great job because this is insane. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, well, let me just read from the can. Mac Brewing Co. is an up-and-coming brewing company based in Philadelphia with a footprint anywhere beer can be enjoyed. We want to thank you for your support and for joining the movement. We have a lot lined up, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mac Brewing Co. to stay informed. It says join the movement on the can. Damn and again, hashtag Mac has more fun. Yeah, you can uh, you can hit them up. We've mentioned that they are a brewery in the startup phase. So if you have the means and the desire to support a young up-and-coming business that's making dope beer um, and contributing to the brewing scene in philadelphia i would highly recommend you head over to macbrewingco.com actually i should double check that but definitely at macbrewingco on instagram and and you can you know they have a crowdfundme situation going on or like they have places you can purchase dope t-shirts and shirts like at one point he was wearing like a jacket like a um like the sports jackets i don't know what yeah they, you know. they have they have merch they have you know other stuff that you can get your hands on. I mean, they are definitely, as we mentioned, in the startup phase, but I don't I don't know. I believe they've done collaborations with two locals and with Harrisburg family. Yep. But yep. they're always like hanging out. Like they post, you know, a well, lot of yeah. Facebook photos and they're like it's not it's I think it's more than just, yeah, we're bre- we're all brewers and we should do this. Like they're like friends. And so like they just kick it and they're That's having one a of great the things- time. We love the most, you know, we saw it too when we went up to Massachusetts and we did a brewery tour up there and we saw it down in Philly too. It's like, you know, we can get in the car and Google and find these breweries that have an online footprint. But when we get there and someone says, look, you got to go over here. Yes. You go because that's where the dope spots are. They know where to point you and like, you know, and, and so... Dave sent us over to to Love City, which was a a phenomenal brewing spot. But also, like you said, if you look at their social media, you see these breweries, whether it's Harris or or you know Love City or Mac, or you see this sense of community and camaraderie. And it's this real like tight bond. And I think we saw that in New Jersey too. We saw that in Massachusetts. We see that everywhere we go. When you really get into the brewing community, they're small. And they know each other in the, because, I mean, there's only a few breweries in a city, right? So they know yeah. each other and they work together and it's fucking beautiful. Um, I did want to share an interesting story about the name. Um, so obviously his name is Dave Mack and people think that because of his last name that that's where he got the title Mack Brewing from. And that's half true. 
Uh, Dave started doing research on black-owned breweries and found the story of Theodore Max Sr. and his company People's Brewing in Oshkosh, Wisconsin? Oshkosh? Osh- Osh- Oshkosh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, dude. Oshkosh, Begosh, Wisconsin, bro. <laughs> Uh, the first American African-American owned brewery and the name originated from there. Quote, one of the goals is to get the I only drink liquor and all the all the beer tastes the same to me people into the brewery just to show them how different it can be. And that is where Mac Brewing came to light. And that's dope. Amen. And to that point, I don't know if we've we've mentioned it, but it is worth mentioning that they're one of the first black owned brewing companies in in Pennsylvania there. Um, and so they have a, a big footprint, but you know, that, that point about the name coming from Theodore Max senior, you know, it's, it's, it's again, it's ingrained in the personality of who they are, who they, what they brew for, you know, just the identity of the business they're creating. It's important. And it's worth mentioning because again, as we've said, this is such an underrepresented part of of this industry that um that it's worth supporting a small business that's not you know the 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 i don't know sierra nevadas of the world like we love sierra nevada but when you can get into these young budding businesses like mac brewing you get to try different stuff and innovative stuff and stuff that maybe everyone isn't doing but that's why we love seeking them out dare to be different um yeah that's number one in life but also in brewing um you know no one's gonna make the same beers they have the same styles but everyone has their own spin on it and uh dave's really doing it up doing it big um so dave listen man we're huge fans we love the beer um going back to your point about community um they're all involved in the community they recently took part in a juneteenth cookout that was at a secret location in Philly. It was an invite-only thing. We did not get invited, but uh, they had well, their you own can... cookout where you celebrate. They were celebrating the holiday and sampling the beer. Yeah, they did it in, in 2020, and they did it again this year to mark the holiday and to just you know do, do a cookout and do it the right way. They did it on uh, on that Saturday, on, on Juneteenth. Yeah. And... Yeah, you would buy a ticket, and then they would just two hours before the event tell you where you're going. So I guess you just you buy a ticket and hang out in Philly and go, we're going somewhere. That sounds exclusive to me, and I'm here <laughs> for it. What if they texted you, and they were like, all right, you're going to Texas. We're go- <laughs> I'd be like, whose private, who's yeah. private jet are we getting on? Like, That's fine with me, but we need transportation. I ain't driving all the way to Texas. That's going to take and a they, while. And they mark the holiday while cooking and drinking this, so... Woof. I don't know. I don't know who the grill master was, yeah. but I hope you had. A, <laughs> I hope you had some water nearby. Flipping burgers, <laughs> like I can't. I can't see. Like this what? is. It's so good. It's so different. It's it's I. It's blowing my mind how much it reminds me of a barley wine or or an imperial red or something, just because of the sweetness that is. But I th- I don't think that pulls it out of the IPA style. Like I think if you called this a a triple IPA, I'd be like. 100% fits totally. Yeah. It's just I, very I'm surprised they didn't call it that. Right. To be honest it's just with that you. yeah. The sweetness, the the malt sweetness is so much more pronounced than it often can be in this and I think it actually makes for a really well balanced, really interesting unique beer. 
Hear me out. Okay. Brown sugar. Yeah, take a sip. Sit with it. Think on it. Let it seep deep into your cerebellum. Well, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, yes, sweet. You could say honey. You could say (laughs) agave. You could say brown sugar. You could say molasses. You could say any one of those things, toffee even. And and you're working in, in the right world because ultimately it's about the malt, the amount of breadiness that's in there, the amount of, you know, sweet things that kind of balance the bitter of the hop. And then the hops are earthy, the hops are spicy, but the hops are also piney and resiny, which adds to the sweetness. So it's all that stuff coming together. And like I said, like I wouldn't classify this as a hop bomb, even though it's a West Coast triple IPA, because the malt is so strong. So it really is this like solid backbone on which it rides. On, if on you will. which it rides, if you will. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I I would love to see where they go from here. I think uh, I think yeah, this uh, is yeah, one... every other beer has to be higher ABV. I think when people come <laughs> to your brewery, when you have a space and you have a tap room and you're getting a beer, the the pours have to be small. And people are like, "Why are the pours so small?" And you're like, "This is seventeen percent." This is you're kind lucky of our if thing. you walk out of here. But it's a Belgian wheat ale. We know. We know. Drink it. This is a um, pale ale. <laughs> so if you're watching on YouTube, I mentioned this is the Wawa behind me where we purchased these beers, but up in the left-hand corner, this is not on that parking garage. This is um, this <laughs> yeah, is their logo. That's not a sticker. That's <laughs> yeah. just, you know. That's not in real life. That's just <laughs> there. But that's the logo for Mac Brewing Company. We do a segment on this show called Can Arts and Crafts where Gabe likes to break down the can art and there's not a lot of cans and there's not a lot of art but he's gonna he's gonna do what he can right now so here we go can art and crafts yeah can arts and crafts my favorite segment i don't have my glasses today i misplaced them i apologize anywho for those of you on YouTube, you can see it. For those of you who are not on YouTube, I will describe it to you. We've got a solid blue can. And as for Gabe's perspective, that's already off to a great start. My favorite color. Uh, Matches your got, shirt. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to go, man. I'm, I'm, I prepared for this episode. Uh, we've got just the word Mac, uh, you know, in the red letters. The A is slightly tilted to the side. I like that. I think that's different. It's kind of like that. I I, th- I think I should know this. I think it's New York where it says love L O and uh, but under it is V E. It's kind of like that, but this logo's better. The love, yeah, whatever. And then around it, we've got some sort of like uh, mythological godlike insignia, if you will. It's it's those you know that that like wheat crown, if you will, around the edge of it. It looks very. Greek mythology esque, and fun fact about me, I love Greek mythology. I love that stuff. I'm like a nerd for that stuff. I think it's so cool. So immediately, my eye was just originally immediately attracted to the little insignia around it. Um, it is more on the basic side. You know, there's not a lot of art to it. To be honest, it's kind of just Mac IPA. But you know what? It tells you what it is, and sometimes you just need to know straight up what it is. Uh, the colors pop. I think it's cool. 
Uh, as of right now, this is just the only beer they have, so it's the only beer I have to judge. Right now, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. You know, it's got fun colors, it's pretty simple, and I think that's kind of a fair score. But hey, listen, we don't know. Maybe in the future they'll have other beers. Maybe in the future they'll have doper artwork. Maybe they'll get an award like we talked about earlier. I would recommend this, uh, you know, this brewery in the future should they come out with more. Mac Brewing, great job. Very solid, straightforward. Bob Ross is here. Ow. Bob Ross agrees. And that is another edition of Can Arts and Crafts, baby. Ooh, Bob Ross is getting feisty today. Ooh. If anyone's wondering why the Can Art and Crafts segment belongs to Gabe, I... <laughs> Listen, after you said that this looks like that love sculpture, I didn't hear another word. I just was like... Oh, I've just been Googling that sculpture because you're 100% right. That's absolutely what this is. Like 100% that's what that is. That sculpture was... because it's for beer and not love. That sculpture was originally a pop art image by American artist Robert Indiana. The original sculpture is currently on display in Indianapolis, but it was a version of the sculpture that was acquired and adapted and then uh, displayed in Philadelphia's Love Park after skateboarding was banned there in the 90s, so there absolutely was a version of it in Philly and probably still is, and then there is that one in New York, but that's exactly what this image is. Good call, Gabe. Swing and a miss, Esteban. Didn't see it. (laughs) Exclamation point. Oh, Steven Steven did his homework after he found out what it was all about. Right over the head. (laughs) Wow, that's uh, so... And doesn't the little wreath around it kind of look like Greek mythology, like a god wearing that on their head sort of deal? Yes, yes, it does. You saw where I was going with that, right? The the yeah the logo is really smart and full of symbolism and imagery, but that that yeah. Mac thing I, I mean I've been seeing the logo everywhere and it's just like you know it's cool it's a logo yeah cool Mac and then now that you said that I'm like oh that's what it is genius anyway you gotta look at the artwork like it like an artist bro so what's funny is that they have other beers listed on Untapped and. <laughs> Remember earlier they, when I joked about the ABV yeah. going up? Like, Woof. you weren't kidding. Like, I don't know if these beers are actually coming out anywhere, but... Yeah, I don't know. They, According to Untapped, it's Mac Brewing. There's another Mac Brewing that's in, like, Norway, and I got very confused very early on doing research, <laughs> and I was like, this doesn't look right. But this well, they, one is for this Philly brewery. But these are beers that, you know, the place is, is experimenting and trying new things. So who knows if they've ever even canned this. It might have just been something they made once, tried, yeah. and, and left it at that. But one of them was called Lastada Mohegans. Mohegans? Mohegan, yeah. It's a golden Last- ale, La- lemongrass, well, and honey ale. Wait, wait, wait. Let me say it properly. Lastada Mohegans. There we go. That's how Last- it should be said. Lastada like, Mohegans. Like, okay. The, like last of the Mohegans. like the movie that yeah ah <laughs> we're still so, getting but it's it. a golden ale at thirteen percent ABV and, and then if you think that's high <laughs> let me introduce you to their actual barley wine their actual barley wine called High Noon which is nineteen point six percent. I don't have an I'm scared drop, but that's how I feel. That's all I have to offer. 
There's nothing. There's no. I don't sure. know. I didn't know what to play. Yeah, there's, because um, there's nothing. I don't think I've ever seen. We don't have a dun dun dun, and we should. <laughs> dun 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 dun. I've never seen a beer at nineteen. Oh my god! Yeah, nineteen point six barley wine, high noon. Um, I would love a shot of it. Yeah, that's that goes. That's like nearing that Sam Adams Utopias. That's 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 the only insane. thing I can compare it to. Like the, other than the Sam Adams Utopia, like the, I think the highest beer I know is from um, Avery in Colorado. Avery has some really yeah, they have some really high ones. But round four, we got round <laughs> fucked up. Round four, we made a huge <sighs> mistake. Oh man, we were. <laughs> Like let's yeah, let's do three of these. What what are they? 17, 13, right. and 15? Yeah, fine. Our we'll fine. third beer <laughs> is we don't even know. That's literally what it turned into. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it Mac Brewing, like, I, I don't know. Maybe they have a ambition to be the highest ABV ABV brewery in Pennsylvania, but whatever the case, I'm gonna just say again, if you have the means, if you're interested in supporting a young up-and-coming business that's brewing dope beer. Mac Brewing is one you should definitely check out. It is MacBrewingCo.com. It's MacBrewingCo on Instagram, and you can donate to them. They would appreciate it, and you can support the cause, get a T-shirt, get whatever, but just help these people grow because I cannot wait to see what yeah. this place does in the in the future. I would love to have Mac Brewing back on the show with other beers. Oh yeah, let listen. If you got if you got that barley wine somewhere, Gabe and I will, bruh. What do we in a have to do to get our hands on that barley and wine? We will have ourselves a night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy we did this. I'm so happy we did uh, the one beer. I'm still thinking about cracking that second one. That might happen as soon as these mics come down. And there he goes. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Second beer is cracked. I'm about to have a very fun night. All right, well, we have one last thing to do before you get hammered. Woo! Last call! Let's talk about one of my favorite things that we haven't talked about in a while, fantasy football. And Where's Waffle that drop? House. <laughs> oh, we do still have that drop, yes, huh? Yes, we do. See, it's, it's somewhere in there. It's been in storage. Yeah. <laughs> We have it. Um, yeah, the the manager of a Waffle House told BuzzFeed. St- this article comes to us from BuzzFeed, and um, this is a story that I'm sure everyone knows about by now. But it's at the point now where it's like now it's our turn to talk about it. So yeah, here because we go. Why not? You know what, Gabe? You you take this one. This this okay. feels like a this feels like a used story. <laughs> <laughs> so many of you may or may not know um, a guy had to spend 24 hours at a Waffle House after losing his fantasy football league. Now, this, as I mentioned, you know, this this may be something that uh, you've heard of before, but uh, let's get into it. This happened in Brandon, Mississippi. He had to spend 24 hours of punishment for losing. But here's the thing. For each waffle he ate, he could take off one hour from his remaining time. I don't know if you've ever been to Waffle House. I don't I'm think just I have. Gonna say, we're, we're all thinking it, so I'm just going to say it. It's the place you go to at 3 in the morning when you're wasted, and you're like, I need something to eat. Okay. I'm just going to say it. We're all thinking it. Um, this guy 
His name is Lee Sanderlin, and he is my hero. He was tweeting during the whole thing. His tweets went viral, and it's just like the funniest thing in the world. Um, you know, he started out with two pancakes and then immediately tweeted, already my stomach is rumbling, going to be a long one. He, he ate two more and realized, oh, no, I've made a horrible mistake. Um, he tweeted a bunch of tweets, four waffles down, been here one and a half hours, so that means I have 18 and a half hours to go. I am already in immense discomfort. Please, somebody, launch me into the sun. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's absolutely incredible. Uh, but it's still because, like, the manager of the Waffle House, you know, she got interviewed and she was like, yeah, I mean, he can come by. We we loved having him there. He was very nice to the staff. He <laughs> made sure to explain. He tipped very well. He was there for quite some time. Um, and he just like had a fun time and, you know, some, some of the songs came on, you know, it's eye of the tiger. Hell yeah. Let's get another waffle. And now it's hotel California. How fitting I can check out anytime I want, but I can never leave. Yes, I can in 17 hours. Why did he take a piss in the bushes? (laughs) They don't got a bathroom in a waffle house. So here's the thing. This one (laughs) I, I wanted to talk about. He, he posted a picture of him outside. He looks kind of like he looks kind of drunk or like high and he he looks like he he looks like he's been through it and i'm gonna blame the waffles i bet he's stone cold sober but he's full of waffles he might have just like puked i don't know because he (laughs) says quick little trip to the bushes outside if you know what i'm saying oh so like it makes me think like he like just puked up the waffles but he he did then tweet my body is in revolt so that would line up (laughs) Probably. Um, <laughs> damn, the six waffles not going down. Got my first shift change here, and homies are getting a good tip. Looking to rally here. He had, this is... he had people come in and say hi to him. There was a woman who came in, and her son passed away, and he loved Waffle House, and he loved fantasy football. So she like came in and like talked to him and like gave him emotional support. Like This was like more than just like a joke. Like He had an experience. Yeah, this is this is intense. Um, it looks like he got to actually leave around seven or eight in the morning the next day. I mean, he spent the whole night in there. Listen, this is what I love about this is, you know what? Put some stakes in your fantasy football league. I know people play for money. I get that. Some people play for money. Some people don't have the funds to put in. But listen, make make the people who lose your fantasy league pay for it. Make it suck to come in last. And then you have some stake in the game. And this is a clever, creative, it doesn't yeah. hurt anybody. It's um it's <laughs> this a is good. really it's a really smart, semi-harmless. I mean, it sucks for him, but other than that, it's you a semi-harmless way. Like you're good. You know, he paced himself, but I've seen a lot of like I got last in fantasy football, so I had to, you know, walk around town wearing a dress and a sign that says I suck at fantasy football. You know, it's like funny yeah. things like that. Um, I, yeah, I think it's funny. Ours, you know, our league is just bragging rights. And now I'm starting to think, like, maybe, like, we should do something very casual, just like the winner gets to pie the loser in the face or something. I don't know. I've heard of all kinds of things. There's We don't have time to go into that, but I mean... 
This is a really smart way of doing it, and the tweets are hilarious. Oh, so you can awesome. check it out on BuzzFeed, on Twitter, on wherever. He is at Leo Sanderlin on Twitter. So if you want to look there, you can see the endless amounts of pictures he posted. And he like had, said, he's, this, he's wearing a hat that says Pride and Hops, and it's got the picture of a beer hop. So it was also oh, just... Oh, so it he's was one of our so, people. <laughs> he's one of our people. It was so on brand. So, Lee, if you're listening, bro, we love you. Listen to the Lee, podcast. We'll give you another yeah. shout-out. Lee, we commend you, and you are a champ. And um, I still have questions about the bushes. I mean, even if he was throwing up, you can't do that in the bathroom? He probably didn't want to offend them. You're not allowed to leave the Waffle House. What if his league was like, no, do it again. Hey, you cannot walk yeah, out the door. Yeah, they make him do it again like next week. Because you do he, not like, leave the door. The code. Uh, my, Lee, favorite, my favorite you, quote from the article. Finally, after 15 hours, nine waffles and an immeasurable amount of gastrointestinal damage and pain, Sanderlin walked out vowing to never eat another waffle again. Here, here, here. I have it, and I'm going to do it on the show, and I'm not going to ask Gabe about it. It's just going out there. At Leo Sanderlin, if there's a spot opening up in your fantasy football league, Gabe and I will compete. We will be happy to, as one team, we will we will co-own a team in your league, oh, and God. if we ever lose, which we won't, we will happily spend 24 hours in a Waffle House as a punishment. That would I actually be kind of dope. This. I want a part of your league. I like the way you guys do it. I like your style. I like your hat, and I want in. So hit up at the HO Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. We will join your league if you need another man. Gabe and I are, are one man. <laughs> I, I guess we are. Um, yeah, I'm down. You Yeah, you were like, I didn't ask it. You don't have to ask me. I'm down. Us yeah, co-running a this. team, that'll be funny as hell. We're going to like just, we no, would we got to play him. It. No, he sucked last week. That would, oh. We would absolutely slam it. I would go to this Waffle House. I would travel to wherever, whatever, yeah, I feel wherever like he Waffle was. Waffle House in Connecticut is like, yeah, let's not go. There. Let's go somewhere. It's else. non-existent. But I would go to also, this specific yes. Waffle House, and I would. But I won't lose, so it's it's fine. So at Leo Sanderlin, find us, find us, find us, and bro. we'll join and your league. We'll join your league, and we'll pour you one of these Mac IPAs. All right, we have to get out of here, guys. Thank you for joining us. This episode was a little bit different, but um. It we, we weren't we, sure if it would be an hour or not, and it's an hour. And it was. So uh, there you go. We'll be back next week for round 79. I'm off to enjoy the sun in California. I'll see you guys later. Happy birthday, Dad.